Oh, it's election time. Election time is in the air. Bernie Sanders discusses voting rights on CN on a CNN town hall. He sounds like an idiot. Bill de Blasio has ideas on combating climate change. He sounds like an idiot. And Ilhan Omar talks about the Mogadishu battle. And she is an idiot. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, the Democrats have continued their insanity. I can't decide whether this stuff is scary or just really funny. It's, for the first part, it's scary for two reasons. The first of these is these people want to completely remake the country. And it seems there's no love for this country. They want to eliminate the Electoral College, kill babies after they're born, have open borders, nationalize the economy, allow 16-year-olds to vote, allow criminals to vote, ignore terrorists, restrict free speech, decriminalize just about everything except conservative thought. I know, I know I've missed far more. I, I know I've missed far more. The second reason this stuff is scary is that young people today are actually beginning to believe this crap. Uh, they believe in suppressing speech getting free, and getting free stuff from the government. So I'm not exactly, how shall I say, encouraged by what our future li- what our future is like. Though the above is really scary, they say such stupid things. It, it, the Democrats just do not know how to stay out of their own way. It's hard to take them seriously and believe that most people in this country would take them seriously. In fact, I hope to, I hope they keep it up. Because I know the President Trump will win in 2020 in the landslide if he does, if they do. Um, and Trump is playing this pretty well so far. He's keeping quiet and letting the nut jobs talk. The attention is not on him right now, which is awesome. Even with the Mueller report, it's all about... As a matter of fact, I can't think of a better thing than having CNN having a town hall with five of the candidates right in the middle of all of this... Um, impeachment talk. He just, uh, Trump just needs to keep it up for the next year and a half, let the Democrats bury themselves by making crazy statements. But today we're going to take a look at a couple of these crazy statements. So first off, Bernie Sanders. Now, I'm going to probably go off a little bit today, and this may not be a rated PG podcast today because I, I'm just really on fire, especially with Elhan Omar. By the time you'll, I get to her, it's going to be bad. So Bernie Sanders, stupid ideas and Bernie Sanders go hand in hand. And he is really hit one out of the park this time with the answer he had during CNN's town hall. The question was asked by a Harvard law student about allowing terrorists and rapists to vote in jail. Wait till you hear this one. You have said that you believe that people with felony records should be allowed to vote while in prison. Does this mean that you would support enfranchising? You have said that you believe that people with felony records should be allowed to vote while in prison. Does this mean that you would support enfranchising people like the Boston Marathon bomber, a convicted terrorist and murderer? Do you think that those convicted of sexual assault should have the opportunity to vote for politicians who could have a direct impact on women's rights? To answer your question, as it happens in my own state of Vermont, from the very first days of our state's history, 
What our constitution says is that everybody can vote. That is true. So people in jail can vote. Now, here is my view. If somebody commits a serious crime, sexual assault, murder, they're going to be punished. They may be in jail for 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, their whole lives. That's what happens when you commit a serious crime. But I think the right to vote is inherent to our democracy. Yes, even for terrible people. Because once you start chipping away and you say, well, that guy committed a terrible crime, not gonna let him vote. Or that person did that, not gonna let that person vote. You're running down a slippery slope. So I believe that people who commit crimes, they pay the price. When they got out of jail, I believe they certainly should have the right to vote. But I do believe that even if they are in jail, they're paying their price to society, but that should not take away their inherent American right to participate in our democracy. First off, criminals are institutionalized. Because of their crimes, they forfeited their rights, including their freedom. They have no rights when in prison. They gave up those rights when they committed their crimes. They are not part of society. So why should why should they have a word in the direction that the country goes? Also, they're in jail for making bad decisions. Do we really want a person who can't make good decisions to the point that it hurts our society to make decisions on what direction our society goes on? Are they going to make political decisions on the best for our country or just ourselves? Listen, I think there could be there could be a reason, an argument for letting a felon vote after he has gotten out of prison. Though I still don't think they should be voting. They have served time, they've paid their price, they've that that they vote society. But while in prison, no. And then this is what's really insane. Letting terrorists vote? Terrorists were trying to do harm to this country. Terrorists hate this country to an extreme. These, why would we ever even think of, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't mind. These were immigrants. The Boston bombers were immigrants. I would say, if I had my uh, choice, take them, take them, revoke their citizenship. I know we can't do that because there'll be some freaking left-wing nut job that'll sit there and say, no, he's still an American citizen. But you're going to let a terrorist who does not care about this country one bit sit there and make decisions and have equal right, equal stay on my decisions that he has equal say on the decisions of the direction of this country that I do this piece of crap terrorist bombers they left a pressure cooker bomb next to an eight-year-old child who was eventually killed a bomb filled with marbles and nails but he should have a right to vote. He's got rights. Listen, no criminal has rights. No criminal has rights. These people are done when it comes to rights. You commit murder. Hey, Charles Manson, should he have a right to vote? 
hey, according to Bernie Sanders, yeah, he should. Would the person who killed my son, should he have a right to vote in prison? He's not in prison. They never caught him. We're not sure what happened with him. That'll be another story. It's coming. But, I mean, it's... It's just, it's absolutely insanity. Why do we keep... Well, we do know the answers, though. They will vote Democrat. Because the Dems want to legalize everything. Criminals know that Democrats are going to do everything they can to get him out of jail. Because here's the thing. Dems want to legalize everything. They hate the cops. They hate the justice system. Even though, even though our justice system is flawed, this is the best justice system in the world. Uh, Bernie had lots of awesome things to say during this town hall. This was just yesterday. As a matter of fact, all the Democrats had some awesome things to say. I would suggest you actually go out and listen to this and really in, take in what you're hearing, what the Democrat politicians, Democrat candidates for president are actually saying, because these people are all insane. For me, that's great. Keep on that road. I, I truly believe keep on that road. Bernie Sanders, people couldn't believe what he said yesterday. And Bernie Sanders is now the leader of the Democrat. He's leading the Democratic presidential candidates. Something like 35%. Even Biden, who's a complete idiot. I can't wait until Biden jumps into this. If he does it all. I cannot wait. Uh, Biden will is losing to this guy now. The good news is Bernie always says stupid crap, and he has said a lot of stupid crap yesterday. Oh, I wish I, I had actually sat back and said, okay, I'm, I'm going to make this longer podcast and gone over that again. Because when he talks about democratic socialism, my God, it did not work out well for that guy. So the next moron in the world is Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York. Bill de Blasio is thinking of becoming like the 637th Democrat to join the presidential race. So it is going to be important for him to stand out. Um, And he did. I got to say, he absolutely did. He needs to come up with an idea that's going to stir the base. Something will drive the conversation, something that will drive a conversation to the left that will make him important to the left. Well, he did. Uh, he's got a definite answer on how to end climate change, and he is a climate change nut job. He really is. So listen to what he's decided to say about how he's going to fix climate change. He said this on MSNBC's Morning Joe show. New York's Green New Deal, obviously... The one presented in Congress is actually called. So, 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 talk about it, uh, New York's Green New Deal. Obviously, the one presented in Congress has actually caused a rift even among Democrats. What are you doing in New York City? How does that provide a roadmap 
for Democrats and independents and some progressive or forward-thinking Republicans nationwide. We're actually making the Green New Deal come alive here in New York City. So we have our own Green New Deal. It's three very basic ideas. One, uh, the biggest source of emissions in New York City is buildings. We're putting clear, strong mandates, the first of any major city on the earth to say to building owners, you got to clean up your act, you got to retrofit, you got to save energy. If you don't do it by 2030, there will be serious fines as high as a million dollars or more for the biggest buildings. And this mandate is going to guarantee that we reduce emissions. We're going to ban the classic glass and steel skyscrapers, which are incredibly inefficient. If someone wants to build one of those things, they can take a whole lot of steps to make it energy efficient, but we're not going to allow what we used to see in the past. Uh, and the city of New York, the government, which uses about as much energy in a, a year as do the people and the businesses of the state of Vermont, we are going to get all of our energy from renewable sources in the next five years. So, so, so these are the big broad strokes for the plan. They, so, so these are the big broad strokes for the plan. They, they could have wide impact. These are ci civic decisions. Uh, but there's also personal things people can do. You talk a lot about some of the things you do in your own life. You recycle. You make, uh, your staff has said you go around City Hall turning off lights and so on. Um, but I also do need to ask, uh, you live on the Upper East Side in Gracie Mansion. Uh, most days, or several days a week, a city uh, SUV drives you 11 miles to a gym in Brooklyn, as opposed to one that's close to where you currently reside. Uh, what sort of environmentally responsible example are you setting there, taking this drive in a car, as opposed to going someplace nearby? So the example we're setting first and foremost, let's, let's look at this exact question before us. The plans we have put forward, we're acting on, will reduce emissions 30% in all of New York City by 2030. Uh, that's where we make huge change. Uh, to the question you asked, look, wherever I go in New York City, whether I take a subway, whether I go nearby or farther away to another borough, uh, I have a security detail that follows me in their cars either way. So let's be clear, this is just part of my life. I, I come from that neighborhood in Brooklyn. Uh, that's my home. I go there on a regular basis to stay connected to where I come from and not be in the bubble that I think for a lot of politicians is a huge problem. Uh, but the fact is so that those words, cars and that security detail are part of the life of being mayor in New York. <laughs> so in other words, do as I here, say, don't do as I do. Headline. That's what he was saying at the end. I know I played a lot more of this than I probably could have, I should have. But the reality is I wanted you to hear the entire context. That was pretty much the entire interview. He, This guy is completely insane. But again, it's another pipe dream. Over, it's over, another pipe dream over this reaction to climate change. He wants to retrofit every building in a city that is nothing but tall buildings? And he's not going to fund it? He's making... He's making building owners do it, pay for it. Can you imagine the owners of the Empire State Building having to retrofit a building that is almost 100 years old and 120 stories high? Yeah, good luck with that. I'm pretty sure the law, uh, sure, any law that gets passed will be unconstitutional. I'm sure there are certain buildings that are going to have to be grandfathered in. It's garbage. But... Here's the thing. He'll raise some eyebrows. He's trying to be president. He's trying to see if there's something out there that he can make that creates a conversation that says, you know what? You should be running the, the country. 
Bill de Blasio is a complete moron. I, I, I'm sorry, he's been a moron for ages. He's got a major homeless problem. He is. They have the highest taxes in the country. People are leaving the state. Amazon just canceled a 25,000 job corporate office. Mostly because of Ocasio-Cortez. But this guy's not good for New York. He's not making New York better. And now he's coming up with crap laws that will never be passed. Or, or they'll be passed, but can never be implemented because the legal system won't allow it. It's just a lot of talk. Hey, here's a newsflash. Free speech, I, or I'm sorry, gun control is not going to work. The Green Dude deal is not going to work. For some reason, these idiots have embraced it, and most of the country does not want it. Now, let's get into some fun stuff. Ilhan Omar. Freshman Representative Ilhan Omar is in trouble again. Uh, no, she didn't say she hated Jews. No, she didn't say something anti-Semitic. No, she didn't dismiss 9-11 terrorist attacks. No, she didn't say that America was built on genocide. This time, she compared the American soldiers who participated in the Blackout Black Hawk Down Raid in Mogadishu, Somalia, to terrorists. She tweeted the following some years ago. Uh, this is not a recent tweet. In his selective memory, I don't know who she's talking about, by the way, he forgets to also mention that thousands of Somalis uh, were killed by American forces that day. Hashtag not today Satan. Wow. Wow. This is a congressperson. This is a congressperson. So let's go over the Battle of Mogadishu. Uh, first, this was not an attack on Somalia. This was a humanitarian mission. The country was not a nation, but broken up into factions led by warlords that were constantly at battle. The warlords controlled their areas through violence, threats, and starvation. The worst of these warlords, which was targeted by the United States, was General Mohammed Farah Adid. When supplies arrived from the United States, mind you, Adid confiscated the supplies, which was basically food, and killed those that were starving who would not give up, who, would, who continued to try to get the food. The United States military had seen many, many massacres while food was trying to be delivered. This Adid is a complete animal. He's dead now, and his soul is in hell. The United States, when they saw this stuff, couldn't do a thing about it because they were under orders not to engage. So they watched hundreds, maybe thousands of Somalis murdered. By the way, that's genocide. That's a country that is raised on genocide. But things... Finally, finally, President Clinton decided to do something about this. He learned about a meeting between Adid's top advisors and decided he wanted to capture him. 
but things went wrong. This is the reason politicians should not be creating military plans and, and implementing military operations. The po politicians decided to, uh, the attack should be done during the day instead of night, which is when uh, normal operations occur. Adid was alerted and was able to prepare for a battle. Two black helicopters were shot down and there was no real plan to get the to get out get the Americans out of the hostile territory which was fortified before the United States actually showed up. 19 soldiers died, 73 were wounded. One of the most horrific scenes was when these animals were dragging around one of the dead U.S. soldiers uh, through the streets of Mogadishu by a rope. If you go to my website at uh, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, I actually do have a picture. It is graphic, and I, I would just be aware that is an actual picture. That is an actual dead body. These people in Mogadishu are, were animals. I don't know what it's like now, but they were animals. They cared nothing for human life. They would kill each other. Women were enslaved. And you know what? Neither does Ilhan Omar. She is just as much an animal as any of them. I'm sorry, the phone just went up. Phone went off. The American Red Cross wants me to. to yep, there it goes. The American Red Cross wants me to donate blood. I told you we were not. I was not going to actually cut any of this off. Let me turn off the phone. It could have been. Uh, these soldiers were there and dying for a piece of shit country to save the people of her garbage country. It couldn't have been great. It couldn't have been great for her there. She lied and said she was married to a brother to get him into our country. She became a citizen, became political, and is now a congresswoman. Hopefully a one-time congresswoman, because apparently there were a lot of people that are not happy with her. This gal, Ilan Omar, is a terrible freaking human being. She hates the United States, even though its philosophies gave her a very successful life. Western civilization makes possibilities for everyone. I have never hoped for bad things to happen to someone as much as I hope bad things happen to her. And I don't mean someone should go out there and kill her. I just hope that you get out of politics and you're just irrelevant again. Remember, when rich and then poor is very hard to survive. Very hard to, to live. She's an unappreciative, hateful human being. Yeah, I'm getting worked up. I've got a lot of reasons to be worked up. I'm just really furious right now. If it weren't for the fact, I'm looking at my audacity and I see that my voice is trembling a little bit. So, uh, but those were the big stories of the day. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Run and Fool. You want to visit my website. You want to take a look at the pictures. You want to take a look at the videos because I just gave you the audio. You can visit my website at uh, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Common spelling. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Take care.